Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, America. <laughs> yeah. Good evening, America, and welcome to Restoring the Republic. And tonight we've got an exciting uh, evening planned. Um, got Justice Waters from the Free State of Indiana, Governor Henning from the uh, Free State of Wisconsin, and um, Representative Binder from the uh, Free State of Iowa, I think, back there in the Corn Belt. Uh, forgive me if I misstated. Anyway, welcome, everybody. You know, it wasn't long ago that they released uh, a paper identifying flags that represented patriots and uh, people who were uh, possible domestic terrorists. And it's quite extensive. I mean, it listed everything from uh, don't tread on me and I mean, some flags I hadn't even seen before. But the thing that came to my mind was the flag of the republic, the one that they really know a lot about because they've spent a lot of years in our midst interviewing people, watching us. That flag wasn't on that list. Now, people say, who are you guys in the republic? What have you done for the American people that don't know about you? And who do you think you are? Well, I think I am an American born, bred, and raised under the laws of nature and nature's God, which is outlined in our original Constitution. And the flag that I fly is not under duress. It doesn't need to be flown upside down because God's kingdom is not under duress. There may be people living within our realms that are and feel that duress. But that's not who we represent, is it, Justice Waters? No, sir, it's not. I'll yield to you, sir. Well, thank you, Governor. America, we live in some very exciting times. And I use that word expressively. I'm going to start out with a quote. I don't know what they will fight with in World War III, but in World War IV, they will be using sticks and stones. That quote was mentioned in 1945 by Albert Einstein. Today, as of two hours ago, the U.S. debt clock hit 31 trillion dollars. That means that you and I, thanks to the corporation, are responsible for paying back 31 trillion dollars that they have spent needlessly for the most part. They've given most of that to countries like Iran, Iraq, Venezuela, Oh, let's not forget China. And tonight, I don't know if you are aware of this, but in Russia, just yesterday, a threat was made. And first of all, I need to bring your attention to the fact that 
the U.S. Pentagon got some satellite imagery in that was very, we'll say, shaky, even to the Biden-appointed generals in Washington. This is their report. The K-329 Bilgrad submarine is carrying the Poseidon torpedo drone is to be en route to the Arctic where it could test the device around the Kara Sea area. Meanwhile, separately, a train operated by Russian Defense Ministry Nuclear Munitions Division is seen in central Russia headed to the Ukraine. And what one defense analyst suspected was a signal to Western powers. Vladimir Putin and the Kremlin have ramped up their nuclear saber rattling as their hopeless invasion of Ukraine continues to collapse. The Kiev's forces liberating swaths of territory in the east and south even despite Russia's desperate attempt to annex them. How do you annex something you don't control? Ukrainian troops have broken through Russian defenses around Duchny on the Dimpro uh, River and at the town of Zolta, Balka, which marked the previous front line by the river. Now, he has described his willingness to use any means to defeat what he calls Russian territory, which has raised the prospect of whether Moscow would go as far as to use a a tactical or a nuclear weapon. Just after this interview in Moscow on October 1st, North Korea decided to launch an intercontinental missile over Japan, which dropped into the Pacific Ocean 600 miles off the east of Japan. Japan's national security sirens went off, and the people of northern Japan and Tokyo were told to hide in the underground bunkers for safety. Then on October 3rd, which was yesterday, It was aired for the second time in Russia to all state TV, a two-minute, 21-second talk on England. Here is the transcript. The title is, What Will Happen After a Retaliatory Strike on Russia? Britain is rambling on and on about stopping us. Why do they threaten the vast Russian with nukes when they are such a small island? They are so small that one small map missile will take all of them out. Everything has been calculated to the last square inch of land and water for any type and all types of retaliation. A single Boris launch and no more England. 
Why would they play games with us? Another option is to plunge them into the sea by using the Poseidon. It approaches the target at one kilometer deep at 200 miles an hour with no way to stop it. It is a 100 megaton thermonuclear weapon housed in a torpedo. It would detonate at the depth of 1,000 feet underwater and cause a mushroom cloud at 12 miles wide and 65,000 feet high and displace six square miles of water. It would create a tsunami wave up to 500 meters or 1,640 feet high, and it would bring a huge wave of radiation. Passing over the island of England, the wave would turn what is left into a wet desert, and when it dries, it would look like a radioactive Sahara. Now, this was said just yesterday. We've been hearing ramblings that the, uh, that the uh, Russian government, Vladimir Putin, wants to use nukes. We've got video proof. We've got pictures of proof that he's moving trains that carry the battlefield-style launchers what we would call Minuteman missiles. These are in the 30 to 50 kiloton range. That's about five times what went off over Japan in World War II. Very destructive. Think about where you live, where you are at right now, and go eight miles in the diameter, four miles from where you're living, anywhere around you. That's the fireball that one of those type of weapons would give. The fireball, the explosive range, the, the shock wave would travel approximately 16 miles. Paper would ignite at 10 miles out just sitting on your desk. That's how hot it would be. We won't even go into gamma ray where 30-some miles out, you'd probably be a shadow on a concrete wall. It's devastating. We're not using World War-style nuclear weapons anymore. We're not in the, the process of trying to see how, what we can do. We already know what we can do. 1950, I believe it was 54, they tested in, in Russia the Tsar bomb, 50 megatons. They estimated it would be so big, it was a lot bigger than they thought. They thought the world was going to end when that thing went off. They saw the flash over 500 miles away. It lit up the whole sky. You can see pictures of the mushroom cloud online. This is what we are facing today, folks. It's not a game. If you were alive in the days of, of John F. Kennedy, you will remember the tension in this country. I was 10 years old when the Cuban Missile Crisis happened, and Kennedy decided to put a blockade up around Cuba. 
Technically, that's an act of war. It's open territory. And we were stopping Russian ships from bringing nukes into Cuba, just 90 miles south of our biggest Air Force base in, in Florida. They're at Homestead. Well, it worked, and Khrushchev of the Soviet Union backed down. But that doesn't mean Putin will. Putin's from the old school. He's KGB. He's a spy. He don't care. He'd kill you just as soon as looking at you. That's the type of individual he is. He's trained to be that way. That's the leader of the second most powerful nation with nuclear weapons on the planet. We got China, who's backing Russia. We got China, who is backing North Korea. And we got China, who has a number one employee here in the United States, and it's the Biden family. They're owned and operated by China. They're told what to do by China. China says open up the borders to the south. Biden opens up the borders to the south, and the fentanyl and the weapons are coming across the border, and we don't have enough to stop it. We know he didn't want to stop it because instead of putting 87,000 people at the southern border to close it down, he puts it in the IRS so they can come knock on your door and shoot you dead when you decide you don't want to pay your taxes. That's who is working and masquerading as a president. God, I hope he falls dead before the midterms. We don't need him. We don't need Kamala Harris. We need real men and women running this country, not pansies, not people that are employed by our enemies. In my day in the Marine Corps, there wouldn't be any question. He'd be taken out. He's Udo number one enemy of the state. And we got all the proof in the world to prove it. And yet, I still see him up there. Oh, by the way, I hope you guys heard this today. Down in Florida where the hurricane came through, the, the Coast Guard, man, they're doing some fabulous work down there. Yesterday they saved a lady in a wheelchair. She was about to drown. They got there. They took her out. It was a job to get her out. And the one who actually saved her life worked for the Coast Guard. And Biden went out nationwide and praised this guy. Just just built him up. Oh, they do such great work. Oh, by the way, asshole, you're fired. You didn't take the you didn't take the the, the coronavirus vaccine. You're fired. That's going to happen later this week. Now this is all after Biden said that's over. So why is that mandate still up? He's depleting our military. Why? Because we got China and Canada, and we got China and Mexico ready to come in. The man is setting us up to die. You need to get that in your head. He's setting us up to die. I'm not pulling punches tonight. I'm just going to tell you the way it is. The man needs to go. He doesn't need to be in that office. 
He's a murderer. He's a rapist. He's a child trafficker. He's a human trafficker. And he thinks he can get away with it. Well, because he's got Kamala Harris that's got the southern border all, all fixed up. Well, if he does make it to the midterms, I hope you in America understand what's going on here. And I hope you take every one of those Democrats and send them going back to China where they love to work for. Get rid of them. While you boot them out of office, boot them out of the country, too. We don't need traitors. We don't need people who shoot our own people in the back. We don't need people who who defund the law enforcement and then let all the criminals out of jail and say, go for it. Oh, by the way, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Good, good Two-Shoes Citizen, you can't own a weapon. They can, but you can't. No, that's kind of like against the Second Amendment, you know. No, it's not. Get ready, folks. It's in the bag, and it's about to hit the fan. You better get ready. I'm telling you, sharers, you're listening to me right now. God is preparing those of us who know to get ready because it's about to hit. And when it hits, you don't want to be nowhere around the fan. You better learn your strategic area, what's around you. Are you around an Air Force base, a big one? Do they have big bombers at that base? You're first to go. You better understand that. That more likely is what they call an inland sack base. If you live on the coast, like about 40% of America does, I'm sorry, you're gone. If they use one of these Poseidons over in the European area, that wave is going to come across. It's going to go at least 40 miles inland. That means D.C., New York, Boston, Miami, Charleston, Norfolk. Bye-bye. You better understand where you're at. Why is it these climate idiots? Oh, you don't want to do that. you got to buy electric. Don't do this. The water is rising. Stay away. And then they buy all these multimillion-dollar homes right on the ocean. Why is that? Just remember, guys, ignorance you can teach. Stupidity, uh, you just stuck with it. There's a lot of stupid people running this country, a lot of them. Remember that come November. Now I'm going to change gears. I'm going to tell you about us. We are the Republic for the United States of America. We are the legit government. What you see on TV every day, they masquerade. They look like us. They are impersonating a government. They have nothing to do with a government. They are a corporation. They are a business. Their job is to steal what you got, put it in their pockets, and then tell you to go to hell. Isn't that what they do every day? Isn't that what they do to you, your neighbors, your children, your mother, your father? Well, obviously it is because... People join up the military to fight for this great corporation, and then when they don't follow their insane rules, they just fire you. No pension, no VA coverage, nothing. 
Why? Because they know what's in the shot, and they want you to have it. I told you a couple weeks ago, the purpose of that shot is to make you a walking computer so you can be linked with all the other human beings, linked to the phones, the G5 network, all linked to the satellite where they can give you information without you even knowing about it, and your body is telling them how you are doing, what you're eating, what you're drinking, how much you weigh. They they can do all that with this nanotechnology. That's why they want you to keep taking all these shots. It's all about control. The Bible calls it the mark of the beast. Get ready. It's coming. By the way, at sundown tonight, wherever you live, it's the end of, of, uh, of what we call the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. In five days, starting Friday at sundown, wherever you live, that starts Tabernacles. It runs a whole week. And Thursday, sundown, the next week, that's over. It runs for seven days. This is the period of time the Bible refers to in the book of Revelation as the return. The, the, the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, the second day, the last trumpet. That's what Paul was referring to in 2 Corinthians. We're there, folks. Everything is coming together. Everything is showing one thing. You as people need to get under the covering and the banner of this republic for the United States of America. I'm not pleading with you. I'm not asking you. I'm warning you. You need to get under this. Get under the covering of the creator. That's who our law form is. That is who we represent, and that is our boss the creator himself. We are covered by his blood, and we are covered by his law. No, we're not perfect, but we know one who is, and it's his blood we're covered with. You need to be a part of us. That way, no matter what happens out there, you've got that covering over you. Not all of us are going to live through this, I'm telling you now. Not all of us will, but for a while, we'll be like the slaves of the Hebrews when they were in Goshen, when Pharaoh had the ten plagues coming down on him. Those in Goshen weren't touched. Everybody else in the entire land of Egypt was, was touched and harmed by those plagues. You're going to see those plagues come back in far greater detail than what they were back in that day. You're going to see boils on people because they got lithium in them and their bodies, nanotechnology. You're going to see the, the fiery sky turn blood red and drop rocks on you the size of, of cars because Nibiru, what we call Planet 7X, is about to make an appearance. It's what John saw. He called it Wormwood, where one-third of the world was destroyed. Here in America, you better do your math. You better figure out 
where you live. Because North and South America, compared to the rest of the world, is one-third of the world's land. The Bible says one-third of all land will be destroyed. You better get used to it, guys. America ain't what it used to be. The corporation has ruined it. They've defiled it. What they've done is they've done what Ezekiel 22 says. They've taken the holy things and made it profane. They've taken the profane things and they made it holy. The question isn't why is there a, a transgender idiot in my, my, my child's first grade class reading books to him. The question should be why does that idiot want my five-year-old in the same place he is? You ever heard of a word called pedophile? Well, there you go. Biden supports that. The republic doesn't. The corporation supports the fact that same-sex marriage is great. The republic doesn't. The republic calls it a sin. Matter of fact, the republic will do what the Bible, the law, says to do. It's found in Leviticus chapter 21. Read it. it may shock you. The corporation believes <clears throat> that it's okay for all these people to go out and have sex changes. And it, it, it's okay to do that. How would you like to be born a man, show up on judgment day before a creator, a holy God, as a woman? Cut in half your body off so you can become a woman. How would you like to do that? How would you like to explain to the guy that made you why you didn't think it was right so you changed everything? I'm sorry, but that ain't going to work at that time. You know what he's going to tell you? Get out of my face. Go to where your father is. Your father's Satan. Go there. Those big angels, those are going to come pick you up, drop you in a hole, and nobody will ever remember you again called the lake of fire. It's time to get real, folks. Pussyfooting around ain't going to cut it no more. We're on the brink of World War III. You better wake up and understand. The NFL, the, the NBA, Major League Baseball, hockey, NASCAR, you know, they may be fun to watch, but right now they don't mean squat. That doesn't have anything to do with your eternity. Your heart does, but they don't. The priorities of this nation are reversed. You better get these priorities straight. You better get them straight in your own mind. You better go to your pastor of your 501c3 church, and you better ask him, why are you teaching me lies? Why do you say this, but the Bible says something different? Why is that? And if he doesn't want to answer you, you need to walk out and never go back. You do understand in hell right now, there are souls walking around in the flames of fire looking for that pastor that lied to them all those years. That's going on right now as we're talking. It's happening in the spirit realm, in the depths of the earth where hell is. 
You don't want to be that. Come to the republic. Be a part of us. Have a covering over your head. So if anything does happen to you, you know your spirit. You know that your soul is safe. You know that you're redeemed. You have to make a personal choice. And it's not what the churches tell you you have to do. It's a simple fact. It's found in Romans chapter 10, 9, 10, 11. Real simple. It's after that that gets a little difficult. That's when your walk of faith comes into play. Now let me tell you what's going to happen. Because it's going to happen pretty soon. The Bible calls this the red horse. We just started walking in the black. That's depression, financial unsecurity, diseases. We've already started World War III, guys. It started with the coronavirus. But now we're getting ready to go into the pale horse. That's where one quarter of the world's population dies. I don't think you want to be a part of that, but that's what's going to happen. I didn't say that. The Bible did. God said it. One quarter. That's about two billion people in today's numbers. Just shy of two billion. Can you imagine? Seven populations of the United States dying in a short amount of time? Seven U.S. populations. That's about what's going to happen. Why? Russia is not going to like what Israel is doing to Iran. Iran's going to do something to, to Israel, and Israel is going to face Iran head up and probably send a missile into them. Russia's going to respond. Russia's going to bring Germany, which is Gomer. Russia's going to bring uh, Iran with them. Russia's going to bring Ethiopia and Libya with them. And Russia's going to bring Tagarma, which is Turkey, with them. And they're going to invade the northern part of Israel, so says Ezekiel chapter 38. And when they get there, they're going to have a resistance. The Bible says, Sheba, Dedan, and the merchants of Tarshish. Sheba and Dedan is Saudi Arabia. Tarshish is a trade city in old Portugal in Spain. The, the merchants of Tarshish come from a group of islands directly to the north. That's the British Isles. Uh, in case you didn't hear, that's the ones that Vladimir Putin is threatening to destroy any day now. The baby countries of England, Canada, United States, Australia, the Virgin Islands, there's a number of islands in the Pacific that belong to England, and, of course, South Africa. We all come to the rescue of little tiny Israel. And chapter 39 of Ezekiel says that he, God, is going to force Magog, which is Russia, back up to their homeland. And on their way back up there, 
He's going to send a fire upon them. And you need to understand the terminology of the Bible. Whenever you find the word fire, you always seem to find the word brimstone with it or sulfur. This time you don't find that. That means it's a different word. And when you look that word up in the Strong's or the Hebrew language, you find out that that word fire is a pillar of fire. There's only two things on planet Earth that creates and causes a pillar of fire. One is a volcanic eruption. The other one is a mushroom cloud. And five-sixths, five out of six people running back to Russia get killed upon the mountains of Israel, northern Israel. That's up around Haifa, just south of, of Syria and Lebanon. Can you imagine that many people laying on the mountains? Bible says it takes seven months to bury the dead. It takes seven years to burn the war weapons. The world is going to come to a brink. All the nations that have the nuclear weapons, they're going to have their fingers on the buttons, ready to push them and destroy this entire planet. And God's going to step in and say no. And only Gog and Magog, Meshach and Tubal, Gomer, Tagarma, Libya, and, and uh, uh, Ethiopia, they will be destroyed. And Israel won't be touched. That's what's going to happen, folks. Get ready for it. Because it's going to get turmoilous. It's going to get bad. Noah survived a flood, but only because he built a boat. Yes, he was told to build a boat, but it was Noah that had to build it. You are being warned by me and us and other people to get prepared for this thing, because when it goes down, if you're not prepared and you're not walking in your faith walk, you're dying. It's simple as that. You've got two choices, live or die, faith or no faith. You put them together. See what you come up with. This is October the 4th, 2022. We're past September the 30th. We now know what happened on September the 30th. Russia is preparing to use nuclear weapons in the Ukraine. That is what is happening right now. You need to get with us in this republic. Because I'm telling you, as the world is spinning right now, there are very few chances you get in life to get your life straight. And we're offering you one now. Be a part of us. It's not just because we want you to be, it's because we want you to make it to heaven. And yes, I am telling you that churches of America are not going to get you there. They're lying to you. They're Rome. They teach Rome's doctrine. Learn the words of the Father himself. That's what we teach. 
That's what we go by. It's his law we follow, and only his law. Governor, I yield back to you, sir. Well said, uh, Justice Waters. You know, in the good word, it's written in the end days that God demands that we come out of her. After everything that you shared, it seems apparent that we need to come out of the beast and get under the jurisdiction of our Heavenly Father, under the laws of nature and nature's God, which he established, and we have sworn to follow. It's not our faith in the law. It's not our faith in government. It's not our faith in the republic. It's our faith in Jesus Christ and a personal relationship with him that gets you where you want to be. But this is a demonstration, an acknowledgement of whose jurisdiction you choose to be judged under, whose jurisdiction you choose to live under, man's jurisdiction with codes and statutes or God's jurisdiction according to the laws of nature and nature's God and what he has given forth to us in his word in the Bible. So that's, that's how all that fits together. Governor Henning, would you share with our listening audience as to how they can uh, find out more about us and get involved with us, sir? I sure would. Thank you, uh, Governor Carpenter and Justice Waters. Thank you. It's a lot to think about um, what's going on in our world today. You know, just just uh, to go off before I introduce the republic to the American people, uh, you know, in Chapter 19 of Revelations, if you, there's a subsection there. It's Babylon's merchants are the rich men of the earth. There are more millionaires in the USA than virtually every other nation on earth combined. The word used in Greek is pharmakia, where we get the word pharmacy. Babylon has deceived the people, though the trust in medicine instead of Yahweh. So we need to have our faith in God and Jesus and his father, Yahweh. You know, America, go to the Republic for United States of America.org. There you can study um, many things. We've signed the Declaration of Sovereign Intent and the Proclamation of Claim and Interest and serve that in the world, that we uh, are standing here peacefully and lawfully. Uh, your republic has been restored by law here in America. Uh, we stand here under the grace of our Father God, and we believe that the covenant that our founding fathers of this great American republic had, had done back in the 1700s. You know, we need to continue forward. Continue forward to educate yourself, uh, Republic for United States of America.org. There's so many uh, videos there and documents to read. You can read all of our um, things that we have done for the American people, all the writings. You know, it's time to take to educate yourself and take control of this great American public people that our forefathers left for us to protect and enjoy. We are holding your seat in the title to America's Republic. You just need to want it back. Take ownership of your part and spread the word, America. You know, it's time. And as Justice Waters said, the, the time is becoming short. Read your Bible. Study that. There's so many answers in that, that great living word of our Father God. Continue to keep the faith. And I yield. Thank you. Hey, I just want to say hello to everybody. 
How's everybody doing tonight? Uh, waiting for you to yield. Joe Gibson here. Um, I came out a little bit late. I missed, I missed most of the podcast. So I just want to know, let's just check in and uh, back up with what you said right there. The, you know, the only answer is uh, going to the Republic's website and getting on board, contacting, uh, getting on the email list, and then uh, contacting uh, your, your representative or someone from that state or area to find out what you can do to contribute to help participate and uh, re- and and lawfully uh, taking advantage of the uh, republic, and it's the only way we're going to uh, basically restore our country and and our republic is the only. And this question came up actually the other night. I was on one of the militia websites uh, programs, and they said, "Well, what has the republic done for anyone? They've been around for 10, 20 years now. What have they done?" You know, what have they, what have, you know, why is their way the only way, the right way? You know, and here we go. This is what I'm talking about. Everyone's divided, you know, everyone thinks they're going to be a king or their studies and their notes and their sovereign notes and their paperwork. They're going to march into a courtroom and they're going to stand up and say, I'm going to self-govern. I'm, I, my paperwork's going to win. And let me tell you something. It's not going to work. It's not. That's not going to work. The only paperwork that was ever going to work or will work is what's on the Republic's website, Republic for the United States of America.org. You go there, look at the uh, Northwest Ordinance, look at the, uh, uh, the letter of um, intent there, and uh, understand that there, there were men and women that sat for countless years putting this stuff together. And, and, and basically the remedy in the, was in the law. That's what was discovered. And in the law, we will restore our republic lawfully, and that's how we're going to do it, not by declaring our birth certificate, cashing in our birth certificate, not by uh, saying I'm going to be my own government and we're going to uh, create a common law court and we're going to start arresting people. No, that's not going to work. You're asking for disaster, and you're going to end up in a federal prison. That's what's going to end up happening. The only way is the republic coming together with the republic and doing it lawfully, peacefully, and constitutionally. Now I'll yield with that. Thank you, Joe. Amen. Thank you, Joe. You know, you know, you're right. And and why do we have to uh, be overly concerned at this point? Because they're doing a great job of destroying themselves. Just as Rogers pointed out, $31 trillion in debt and rising. Um, you know, it's a cancer eating itself. And those of us with some lucidity and two brain cells to run together and a relationship with the Lord realize that some of us are going to be left to go on. And we need to have uh, God's given us a plan and an organization. He, he's called us to come out of her. Obviously, he's provided a place for those people that are called by his name who want to come out of her to come. And this is his jurisdiction. The Republic. And, you know, what has the Republic done for us? Way more than you will ever realize because so much of it is unwritten. Some of it is. You know, if we hadn't done what we did back in 2010, the UN was on their way in here because of the collapse of the banks. We're still in the same position. The difference is, is that the Republic is alive and well. God's jurisdiction is not under duress. And we're here, and we're standing and offering the people a place of refuge. And it's that simple. So, Mr. Binder, yeah. you've been and, quiet. And, and what do you have to say? G- yeah. And Governor, well, I want, well, um, 
Well, before I get into that, I just want to say right now with uh, Mike, Mike Singer, he's been on this uh, from the RighteousArmy.org. He's been on here with the militia standing up, you know, to take a stand and uh, trying to form the militia and, and uh, have, you know, righteous building a righteous army. That's all well and fine. But one of the issues that he's combating right now, uh, he did a thing uh, last night with his son got pulled over in California and was arrested for driving with an expired tag. And now and here we go. The driver's license issue and driving around with no driver's license and no registration has been tried. It's been done so many times over and over. Your head will spin. There is no legal or lawful standing in any court anywhere in this country that says you can drive around without a driver's license or registration. Have people gotten away with it? Yes, they have. Have some courts thrown out their cases just to get rid of people? Yes, but then they run around saying, see, 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 you don't need a driver's license. No, no, no. That's not what it is, okay? So I advise for you to, to pay your taxes, do you know, uh, uh, just try not to enter into their jurisdiction, and there and and stay out of it as best you can. I know it's hard, but my advice to you is to obey all laws, and and just do what we're doing. That's the right way. But as far as President Geiger, what was your question again, Governor? Oh, I was uh, going to ask uh, Representative Binder if he wanted to chime in, had anything to add. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were directing that about They made some comments about President Geiger last night, so I thought that's what you wanted to cover, but that's fine. Go ahead. Well, you know, I, I didn't. I wasn't on the podcast. I didn't listen to it, but I know the tactics of the enemy, and the enemy is an accuser, and um, – my Lord uh, gives me directions through conviction. So um, I just consider the source, realize that there was just an attack from the enemy, and, and that's to be expected in these days because this isn't a battle with ARs. This is a battle for your mind and your soul and whose jurisdiction you want to be judged under. That's what it's about. Hey, Governor? Yeah. Just Just let me say real quick, you know, when the Hebrew slaves were in Goshen in Egypt for 400 and some years, they had to follow the law of the Egyptians. Now, they were Hebrews, and by rights, they didn't have to follow them laws, but they were slaves, and therefore they did. They had to work for them, had to follow whatever it was Pharaoh said. And when Moses showed up, he was the savior of the day. But they still had to follow the laws of Egypt. Even though the Savior was there, they did not know it at the time. He saw, he told them he was who he was, that he was going to do whatever. And even though they knew it, they still had to follow the laws of Egypt. The point I'm making is, Joe, you are absolutely right. We still got to fasten our seatbelt. We still got to drive the speed limit. We still got to have a license. We still have to do those things. We may know who we are. We may know where we're going, but we still live here. And until that changes, until the jurisdiction changes, we have to follow the laws of the jurisdiction we're living in. That's the only way that we're going to make it to the next uh, jurisdiction. So you're absolutely right, Joe. If they tell you you got to pay this or you got to do this, you better pay it. You better do it. Don't try to buck the system. 
They own the system. You will never beat them at their system. Like you said, they may let you go once or twice, but you will never beat their system. That's why you can't go into their court and say, I belong to the Republic. You don't. You're not over me in my jurisdiction. Yeah? Well, after you sit 20 years in their prison, we'll see who's who. Because we got people that have tried that that are still sitting in prison. So you're right, Joe. We have to do what they say in, in law until that is changed. So I just wanted to say that real quick. I yield. Do we have any callers with their hands up tonight, Joe? Or Dean? Hey, Joe. Can you yeah, hear me? go ahead. I see Mike just came in. Mike? Yeah, howdy, howdy. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, in bed sick right now, but I saw my uh, text from Joe, so I figured I'd call in and listen. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what Judge Waters was talking about in totality, but, um, you know, he <laughs> he's always got great things to say, and just a little bit I caught at the tail end of what he said just sparked that passionate mind of, of mine that, that that wants to do something. And, you know, I, I was sent a uh, video the other day from uh, – if, if all of y'all or any of y'all are familiar with Rick Martin, who's kind of the constitutional guy, the, the uh, constitutional law group. U.S. is what it is, and and by the way, as I'm talking, I don't even know if I'm if anybody's hearing me or if I'm connected because I'm in my room, sick and bed. You're connected. And I have bad go ahead. You're connected. You're doing yeah. fine. Um, and it might just go off at any second, so I apologize. Um, but there was a great video where, um, well, as most of y'all know, I'm I'm doing my best to try to organize all of us who are like mind on these issues because as I've mentioned so many times, we're all leaders and when we're all leaders, we all end up endeavoring to have, you know, success and accomplishment within our own efforts. And which is why, as you know, I, I, you know, have been pushing, you know, the banner of the militia being the one thing that we can all unite under because it's not a personal thing. It's not me or any one of us. It's, it's the fact that, that, that's we are right we the people are the militia so let's you know rally and, and gather under that banner i've always said how great would it be if every single person that voted for donald j trump dumped the red bag of hat and started wearing t-shirts that say i you know second amendment i am militia and i always point yep. out that i don't care if a person gets that on our website because i made a bunch of them that are that are that people have purchased but even if they make their own shirt you know and 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 if they make their own, I just do kind of encourage them to at But the problem, Mike, the problem that we're running into, hang on, but the problem that we're running into is that everyone wants to do their own little thing. And anyone else who was on the call real quick, you've got to press the number one. When you get connected on the phone, you have to press the number one to be connected uh, to, to the platform to talk. But, Mike, we're seeing people want to file paperwork. And, yeah, if you remember, when I was on your site the other night, uh, I kind of got chastised a little bit because I said that's not going to work. We've done that already. We've tried that. And, 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 and look, I, some people disagree, and they say, we haven't tried it this way. We haven't tried it that way. But we, actually, we have, you know, and I just wanted you to comment on that real quick. Yeah, yeah, so that kind of folds into, you know, you texted me that you were talking about my son. 
You know, yeah, we were that, that too. Friend, hotshot <laughs> firefighter, you know, who goes out to California to fight fires, and they're going to stop him and give him a ticket and put him in jail and twist his arm and throw him up against the wall, you know, um, over over traveling, which he has the right to do without any form of penalty or fee or license licensure or anything. Um, obviously, most or not, if not all of us know that those are Supreme Court findings. We have a right to travel in our private vehicle. We don't have to. We can't be. We don't have to be um, required to pay anything, any fee or licensure whatsoever to travel in a private automobile. So this is an issue, obviously, that a lot of people are trying to push. Um, but, you know, I was tempted. I mean, I did call risk management because one of the things that, you know, Rick Martin said in his video was that, you know, he did win $250,000, and he said he used it to buy a Porsche 911. I mean, I'm just he just shared that, you know, in the in the video that he, he was going through a folder. A woman was interviewing him, and he was showing in the folder everything he has, what he presents to the police officers when he stopped. And, you know, one thing that I, I feel is very important here, um, and this kind of hit me when I was doing the BigVirusHoax.com efforts, is all the people that were getting in trouble – because of the, not just what they were saying, not saying the right right thing, saying the wrong thing, but how they were saying it as well. Um, you know, uh, kind of goes hand in hand with Judge Waters' point. You know, they're 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 the boss, they're the authority. You know, so you can't exactly try to challenge them or threaten them. You're going to lose. You know, um, but I I think it does make a difference on on what we say and how we say it, especially. Um, but I was going to call um, the sheriff's office. I mean, my son's dealing with it over there. I mean, I called and got the claim form, and my son spent all day out there writing it. He just sent me a text, and he's working on the claim form. So, you know, in the end, it sucks to go to jail, but probably everybody would say, hell, I'll, I'll get stopped to go to jail for $100,000 or $250,000. And in theory, that's, that can work. It certainly worked out that way for, for Rick Martin. But, again, Rick Martin, very, very extremely knowledgeable man. Um, you know, as you know, you know, with our meetings, Charles, um, who's just a mastermind on common law, um, you know, Eric, who many suspect to be a FBI agent, but I don't, I don't care. I always say what he is and it doesn't matter. But I don't think he is. I think he's just a very bright guy himself in terms of understanding common law. That's what he's all about. And Eric and Charles pretty much are always agreeing on things when it comes to common law, that whole issue of jurisdiction, that it's easy for us to get in and out of jurisdictions and how it, it just really does come down to the, uh, the apparent reality that there are two jurisdictions, you know, their jurisdiction and, and common law jurisdiction. And, you know, one of the things that my son and I have always kind of tried to, you know, push to the surface when we discuss these issues is, we find it ridiculous when we see YouTube videos, which I believe these are psyops and they're put out, you know, by the enemy to scare people and make people think the whole sovereign thing is, is a lie or wrong or it's an anti-government movement. Um, I, it's amazing the kind of propaganda I've seen in opposition to it. Um, but, you know, you see these people going into court, you know, after having a DUI, you know, weaving down the road and they could kill somebody. And, and they don't even, they haven't even changed their status or, or you know, they were being irresponsible to begin with. You know, they, you know, you don't go into court and say, oh, you can't talk to me, judge. I'm a, I'm a sovereign. I'm a real man on the land. You know, when number one, they haven't even really claimed that position. They just see videos about it 
and think they can go in there and say a simple thing. Um, again, I am absolutely still a fan. My son is too of David Strait. I've seen numerous videos of people criticizing him and calling him a fraud, and I have not seen one yet that meets the fraud test. Um, I've spoken to David on the phone six times, watched several of his videos. Um, I believe he's a genuine man, a man of God. He's sincere, and he has a, you know, kind of this mainstream, really you know, real system for helping people break out of that corporate system and, and claim their individual God-given, you know, on-the-land man status, you know, which, again, people that do that, it's like I believe it was the judge, uh, James Carpenter, said it. Um, he read a quote from, um, you know, uh, um, Ben Franklin, you know, that, you know, we're talking about having to have a, a character, you know, that's above and beyond. You know, anybody that's going to try to claim that status or, or be a sovereign man on the land, they need to be responsible. They basically need to be blameless, you know, flawless, which, I mean, if you think about it, this gets into a whole religious thing that I'm always trying to promote, too. You know, I think there's a, a big mainstream fraudulent Christianity out there that, that has people understanding God and Christianity completely wrong, you know. I mean, for whatever it's worth, Yeshua said, be ye perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Yet people are saying, oh, it's not about being perfect, I'm not perfect, and nobody's perfect. No, I mean, the simple fact of the matter is, we're here to live and learn, and we do have the option to pursue the high road, you know, overcome the obstacles, the drugs, the drinking, the self-destructive behavior, staring into an idiot box all day, watching perverted shows and movies, listening to perverted sick, demented music. It's not even music, you know, just to, you know, th there's a worldly approach to this world that most people embrace to begin with. And those are the ones that are absolutely going to be subject to the de facto system anyway. Eric made a good point that the de facto system kind of needs to be there anyway for all the people that are irresponsible and out of control yeah. and reckless. But hang on a second. <clears throat> and, Mike, let me just go. The right to travel has been is a very, very uh, interesting argument. It goes all the way back to uh, the year 1215 and Magna Carta, actually. But, but in 1966, the United States versus Guest, the court rearticulated that the Constitution did not explicitly mention the right to travel. The right to so elementary was conceived from the beginning to be a nece necessary um, a, a concommitment of the stronger union of Constitution created the constitutional right to travel from one state to another. Occupies a position so fundamental to the concept of our federal union, it is a right that has been firmly established and repeatedly recognized. Indeed, Guest affirmed that the constitutional right of interstate travel is virtually unqualified. Today, the travel right remains crucial to the uh, formation and ongoing prosperity of the political union and common market. The importance of such connectivity appears in Shapiro v. Thompson in 1969. The Shapiro court stated, the court long ago recognized that the nature of our federal union and our constitutional concepts of personal liberty unite it require that all citizens be free to travel throughout the length of the uh, breadth of our land unin uninhibited by sta uh, statutes rules or regulations which unreasonably burden or restrict this movement 
However, you know, this goes on and on and on and on and on and on, but then you get later on in more case law, and you can see how they, they all of a sudden start to allow legislators to regulate that, that right to travel and travel rights and put restrictions upon it, whether it be constitutional or not. It's kind of like what they've done with the Second Amendment over the years. I haven't gotten to all the studies yet, because I'm studying this right to tra- travel, and it's very interesting, uh, a lot of this, the, a lot of the stuff and cases that, that are written about the right to travel, and obviously it's common sense. We should have the right to travel, you know, but, 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 but from the perspective of individual rights, the ability to move freely in the United States is a personal liberty inherent by birth and U.S. citizenship. The travel right is essential to guaranteeing equality of opportunities and the pursuit of happiness for citizens of the federal union. Freedom of personal movement is a natural liberty that citizens exercise among fundamental rights and privileges. See, they get that word privileges in there. Now, what do they do with that word? And they start twisting it around. And, and I, like I said, this goes on and on, but it's an interesting read. Yeah, and, uh, yeah go ahead. Yeah, because I'm, I'm quite, you know, confident that, you know, like you said, it goes on and talks about different things. That's because even early on you alluded to the word market and interstate or interstate commerce. What, what, what it, it, that may well be an article you're reading or findings you're reading that is, that is talking about two things at the same time and therefore might be confusing because, in fact, if you're traveling for commerce, you're subject to the fees and the licenses and everything else because you're traveling yep. for commerce. So, you know, it's about the carriage, separating common carriage those two right. differences. They, yeah, they go, they, yeah, they go on about that too. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, that's, what it, that's what it ultimately comes down to. Is it the, you know, I've, I've heard from others, you know, reading very specific things um, from Supreme Court findings that were right to the point and to this day. Because, <laughs> you know, let me just say, I mean, I, I, I'm admitting a flaw here, you know, and it's a bad thing. I, I feel bad about it. I, I think I, I destroyed my, my multi-processor ability, you know, when I was young with all the stupid stuff I did, you know, with the drugs <laughs> and the drinking and crap, because I do have a hard time. You know, multi, my multi-processors just aren't there. Like, I can focus on one thing and, like, go gung-ho on it, you know, but, but my mind just won't go other directions, and there are so many directions that I have an interest in trying to... Well, you want to know, you know what direction they tangle around. it up, Mike? But, Mike, you want to know what direction they entangle it up? They go right to travel and right to privacy. That's how they get you. Because now you, well, do you have a right to privacy while you have while you are traveling on interstate roads that are regulated and maintained by the state? And then now you say, do you have to give up a driver's license because that invades your Fourth Amendment now? And then they get into that. You see, that's how they do it, and that's why I wanted to uh, you know talk, go get into this with you about this. And this is these are all Supreme Court decisions. Supreme Court. I told you it mentioned Magna too. And again. The letters of a confederation also, and, and it, uh, this is a very long, sharp uh, uh, commentary and read that uh, cites all the available cases that affect this right to travel in Fourth Amendment today. You know, uh, right. whether or not you want to be sovereign, whether or not you want to be, you know, constitutional republic citizen or whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think sometimes um, that there are there are things out there that are put together deliberately. To, to make people confused. True, true, well. true, so true. But, but, but do we want to bog ourselves down with the right to travel, though? Is that what we're going to do? Because we don't, don't have a bigger picture. You know down. what I mean? I don't, I don't see this bogging down. I do see it as something that a person has to put their mind to and have all their ducks in a row. I'm going to forward you that video from Rick Martin 
um, mm-hmm. so that you can, you know, I'll, as soon as I hang up, I'll forward it to you. It was a text, and you can watch it. And you'll okay. see this guy's got it down to a science, and that's what he utilizes. And there are people that have gone, you know, 25 years plus, you know, never having licenses and tags, and, and they do just fine because, again, they know what to say and they know how to say it if they're stopped. And on top of that, you know, there's the reality that ultimately a person claiming their rights and, and claiming to be a man on the land really doesn't even have to step foot in a courtroom because as soon as you do, just by virtue of you going into that courtroom, you have submitted, you've submitted to their authority by going there. Um, because, number one, you should never have to go in there. And if they wrong you, then it's all you got to do because you have 72 hours to rescind a ticket anyway. And David Strait had a great thing. He says you take a red sharpie and you, you write in a 45-degree angle across yeah, the Yeah, I heard, Mike, you know, I heard I that, too. And I heard that years ago, Mike, 15 years ago, there was a big thing going on, right, accepted for value on it. And they were quoting House Resolution 192, where it says all debts to public and private have been paid and discharged. And that's in black and white. And then, and then you know, and they shut that down. You know, I remember that one. I don't know if you guys, anyone from the Republic, remember that House Resolution yeah. 192? Yeah. You know, accepted yeah, for value. Pretty. You know? So, you know... Uh, you know, I'd be careful with it, but but only it would only work if you sent your green card to the Secretary of the Nation of State and, and renounced, you know, and became a national citizen. It's all confusing, mumbo jumbo, and I think you know what I mean. Yeah, and that's not necessarily the case either. It's just about how you articulate and handle yourself in a given situation, because you can go in and out of jurisdictions as well if you know, you know, if you. You know, of course, you'd have to know a hell of a lot and know the laws in both jurisdictions, especially if you're going to navigate inside of theirs. But um, I kind of lost my thought. I want to take one final point, um, and it just kind of left me. But in a nutshell, I think I was going to say, you know, that that, let's face it, it represents revenue for them. So they're going to do everything they can to try to keep people out of the knowledge and out of the, the pool of individuals that are, you know, going by what their constitutional right is to travel without fear license. You know, they're going to, you know, again, put out videos making people look stupid and making it look like people that say they stand on the land are anti-government people. I mean, they're going to put out all kinds of stuff to go against and, and, and make it look bad, anybody that's trying to, you know, stand, you know, in on the land, you know, um, for their rights and their freedoms that, that have been secured. I mean, by God, they're inalienable, let alone the fact that the Supreme Court findings have indicated it. But I'll, I'll forward you that. Well, we can all agree on that, Mike. We, we can all agree on that. The impositions of burdens and regulations like government identification requirements, passenger watch lists, matching and pre-screening programs undermine the nature and exercise of, of not just the, the travel right and what it means to be an American citizen and personal privacy. These abridgments yeah. transform all our, from a fundamental right into privilege requiring governmental permission. We know that. You know, that's that what we're standing up against. You know? consider us their shadow. You know, um, mm-hmm. we are wards of the state. We are their property. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, but one person getting his head kicked in in a jail cell and getting his arm almost broken, you know, granted, I, I applaud right. your, your son. I applaud him for his courage and, and whatnot, but I just don't think that's going to change anything, and he's going to sacrifice himself. You know, I mean, I'm just saying in my opinion, well, I mean, I applaud him, and I have much respect and love for him, but, and, and, but I just I feel that, that he could be better used someplace else in the movement, you know? Well, we need to find a great way of articulating the truth articulating our rights 
that in a way that's like a sword that just cuts through all the bullshit and the propaganda, make it crystal clear. Yeah. And again, we the people organizing under one banner, one effort, who by the millions begin to declare and assert those rights and to challenge those systems, um, sometimes assertively, but sometimes just by contacting your sheriff and having a friendly conversation and letting them know about the law. Because let's face yeah. it, a lot of police officers and sheriffs don't even know about this stuff. They don't know Well, shouldn't there be an outpouring, Mike? And that, laws that, and that, right. we're, we're unifying as the militia. Shouldn't there be a pouring of support calling that sheriff's department that did this to your son? Not calling him up and harassing him, but calling him up and telling him how right. wrong they are. Wrong for what they've yeah, done. Yeah, absolutely. You know? That's the thing. When we get to that point where you have people from all over the country that are calling on behalf of this person and that person, you know, and having a, a friendly conversation and just saying, look, you know, this is the law. These are the Supreme Court findings. These are the rights. You can't do that. The man was not traveling in commerce. He has the right to travel, give him his vehicle back. And, um, I'd like to call that sheriff's department live government. on my podcast. I'd like to call them live and question them. I'd like to do that, you know, and I would do that, right. you know, on a, on a future yeah. show. I'd call them up live on the podcast and question them. Chances are they'll hang yeah. up on me, you know, but, but I've done that for others where I'll put them on the spot. Hey, you know, let's have a conversation here, you know, and, and you know, and, and, but, but we, it has to be exposed. Like you said, evil flourishes when good men do nothing. You know, so we right. we have to we have to stand up for what's right. Yeah. Well, I yield, and I'll be laying here with a headache and a slight fever in my bed, listening to the rest. Of the show. <laughs> All right, so brother. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. God have bless you. And again, shout out your website one more one time, please. Yeah, it's um, righteous, r i g h t e o u s righteous army, a r m y righteousarmy dot org dot com org righteousarmy dot org. And um, All right. nationalmilitianetwork.com should point forward to righteousarmy.org and militiausa.org. So nationalmilitianetwork.com should point forward to righteousarmy.org and militiausa.org should point forward to righteousarmy.org. And just for the record, I had the second person call me the other day saying that they couldn't get to either the bigvirushoax.com or RighteousArmy.org, and when I called GoDaddy about it, they said it's not on them. The website's working fine on their end and on my end and on other people's ends. It's the ISP. So this is another big issue. It's, it's certain ISPs are starting to become, you know, via, they're, they're becoming the basis for shutting people's websites down. You know, yep. let's say they somebody's are. Internet yep. service provider finds out about a truth website or, you know, what we're doing. So they start blocking and not letting people on their ISP, get to that site, and that's criminal as well. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, Mike, you go ahead and listen. Yep, you go ahead and listen. Thank you. I appreciate you listening. Jump in by all means anytime you want. Uh, But uh, go ahead and listen. I hope you feel better. I'll be praying for you, brother. Thank you, brother. Have a good night, guys. Uh, Jim, 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 you would like to comment there on everything that's been said thus far, or Roger, or or anyone else who's out there from the Republic? Yeah. Mike, sorry to hear you're sick. God bless you. Hope you get well soon. Thanks for coming on and participating. Always enjoy the visit with you, buddy. Um, Governor or, uh, Representative Binder, did you have any uh, words you'd like to share tonight? Sure. I thought it was a very, uh, very meaningful discussion tonight. I especially like the way uh, Justice Waters um, brought and alluded up to and talked about um, Psalms 83. I thought that was very something that I studied, and I thought that was very meaningful to me. 
And uh, I think we could get rid of a lot of this ridiculousness if we just stand the republic up. And that's yeah, all I got yeah. for right now. I yield. Thank you. Yeah. Go ahead, Jim. You know this this thing this thing with birth certificates and becoming a free man and David Strait. I'm not saying that I totally disagree with him. It's kind of like from I think the majority of the panel would agree that going down these type of roads are just time consuming and effort consuming to put yourself and others you love at risk and will never totally achieve the agenda of freedom and it is written Jesus said I came to set men free and he meant what he said and we have to have the you don't take a knife to a gunfight. And we're in a different kind of war. And this is why we're bringing this content to the American people. is for them to help understand and realize the weapons of war that are being applied, the MK Ultra, the mind control, as uh, biblical prophecy plays out. And you can't deny it. It's written. It's there. And it's important that we decide whose jurisdiction we want to serve under. Not the not the uh, tentacles, which is like being a free man or trying to get your driver's drive without a driver's license or not pay taxes. Those are just different tentacles of the same octopus. So we need to go and just get out of that jurisdiction, and all those little things are resolved on their own because they don't exist in the jurisdiction of God, our Father, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, that we all agree is God's form of government as best as we men can do it here on earth. And it was successful in the past, and it will continue to be successful because God's jurisdiction is not under duress. I know you want to say something, Joe. Yeah, I wanted to say something about that, you know. And, and there's victims of the of uh, of the movement and of the patriot community, like Mike's son. And like I said, I I applaud him, and and and, and well, and by all means, I would I'd like to help him by calling the the sheriff's department and what maybe you know I won't do anything without his permission. But you know, I'd like to put heat on them because that's where we come in. That's how we do it. Have these lawful, honest discussions with the de facto, and say, hey. This is wrong, what, what has happened here. Let's not do this again. Let's not allow this to escalate. Let's not allow, you know, let's, 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 let's stop this madness. And, and you know the de facto, most of them are going to come back with, well, you can, you know, vote, go to your legislator, uh, go to your town hall to, to stop it. or you know, Driver's licenses are a thing of this. And, you know, the de facto is uneducated and not unknowledgeable, and they get their paychecks from the big head of the snake that's doing these things, that's making these rules, these unconstitutional abridgments on our rights and our everyday rights to travel and whatnot. I, I agree with you, Jim, but again, also, I kind of agree with Mike also in a way that now that he explained it, is that, look, you know, where does it stop? You know, because there, there's enough of them out there to single us all out one by one by one like they have been doing for the last 30 years, like Randy Weaver, like Waco, like all the other places. Whether or not they were in the wrong or not or they stepped aboard like Randy Weaver, he, he sawed off a, a, a gun or whatever. Oh, you know, whatever. They can get you on anything. You walk out your front door, there's a one 
one million codes and statues on the books out there that can find something to get you for. And that's what we have to be very careful. And, and we're fighting an evil system here. And like I said, I told Mike, you know, evil flourishes when good men do nothing. And all of us are good, I believe, on this call, on this call and that have been coming to these calls and the many shows that we've been doing over the years. Uh, Jim, what I, I've been podcasting, what, since, what, 2012 now? And, and the many people we've interviewed on here, the prime minister from Canada, uh, the, the, the many veterans. I remember putting together a group, uh, Veterans Against ISIS. Uh, we put together special forces, Navy SEALs, Green Berets. Uh, we got, I remember coming on here with Sean Rowe. We were going to get it together. Uh, he went on the O'Reilly Factor. Sean Rowe did. And I put together the team. The Obama uh, uh, criminals came down, swooped down, and, and started uh, popping people and, sh- and shut us down right away. And just like they did with the Republic. You know, and, and you know, it, it, this is what we're saying. As soon as we start getting larger, we start getting big, as far as getting a voice out there, they come after us and they find a way to siphon all the life out of the movement. The Tea Party movement, remember that? Tea Party Nation, how big that was? Look what they did. You know, and, and uh, they got their Glenn Becks in there and their mouthpieces in there that just sucked the life out of it. The grassroots organiza- organizers, they all of a sudden became nobodies. Nobody, everybody forgot about them because they got their eyes on Glenn Becks and, and Sarah Palin and all those clowns, you know? So, and, and it was just what's going to happen with Mike Singer and Joe Gibson. Oh, you know, we, we, we become large, and then all of a sudden the shills come out of the woodwork. Joe Gibson's an FBI agent. He's a fake Navy SEAL, uh, you know, and all that stuff. And next thing you know, uh, you know our movement gets uh, cut in half. Half the legs get pulled out from underneath us. Because why does that happen? Because we have to make sure that I believe Mike's doing it the right way. Have to put God up on the forefront and center. We can't do anything without the Lord. We've got to make sure we have the full armor of God on, uh, the, the 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 breastplate on, the helmet of salvation. You know, we have to be righteous. You know, and we have to have that sword, and and we have got that. We you know we have to sell our script and buy our sword, and and we have to make sure we're going with God full steam ahead because God will protect us. I believe that wholeheartedly. He will protect us and He will exalt us. But we have but. Our nation sick. It's it's full of sin. We have to turn around and repent. Doesn't matter what you believe, how you believe, or how you're going about it. Look, we'll worry about that. Everything like you just said, Jim, will fall in place in the end. But we got to make sure our eyes and ears, our knees are on the floor, our eyes are in the good 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 book, and we're, we're looking up to God. Because we can't do anything in our republic with righteous army, with whatever David uh, was his name singer there, uh, with uh, the other guy I was debating with Charles, anyone, any, anyone, anything without God, and, and that's just uh, I think that's what the only answer is, and that's why getting the pastors and the local church leaders involved with the militia also across the country is key. And, and getting him involved with the republic and the platform here, it's key. And I think we got our foot in the right direction when we started doing that a few weeks ago. What do you think, Jim? Yeah, well said, Joe. Well said. You know, it's it's all. You know, you, when, you essentially when you choose to accept the gift of grace through our risen Savior. You know, you're accepting a different jurisdiction. You're you're, you're going into a to a different lifestyle. You you, you a stronger moral compass. Um, you know, and you do that by choice. Yeah. 
And kind of like the yeah. kind of like the Israelites at the Red Sea. That's correct. You got all That's these correct. guys chasing you, the biggest army in the world, the most powerful, the most bloodthirsty, uh, and they're on your heels. And you know, it's kind of like I want to end this with a with a point, a true story that happened on Saturday. A beloved went and went to a track meet for one of her grandkids, and about an hour and a half away in a reservation town in New Mexico and left her wallet at the Olive Garden and came halfway home and realized the mistake and was in tears. And I just took it to the Lord in prayer. And at the end, I told told her, I said, you know, God doesn't require an abundance of hope to have prayers answered. He requires a mustard seed of faith. And that's my response to your dissertation, Joe. Yeah, all this stuff is coming at us as God is all entangled, this whole big octopus. And if you just focus on all of that, you'll be totally distracted and you'll never gain any ground and you'll die there in a squat. So with a mustard seed of faith and another step forward and doing what's right and relying on the providence of God like George Washington did, we can get her done. For those that want to get it done. If you don't want to be in that group, that's okay too. You and the Heavenly Father will work that out. And Joe, with that, I'm going to yield and wrap this up with your permission, and we'll go on to Representative Binder and let him close us out in a word of prayer. Yeah, anyone anyone who has any final thoughts here, press 1 now if they want. If a final thoughts, if not, we're going to get prayed out here, and then I'll play a little uh, something here at the end, and then... Uh, 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 wrap up the podcast and then uh, just real quick though before we do that uh, Jim just want to comment all the years and the many how many guests have we had on this podcast I mean you just started joining me the past couple of years but think of the hundreds maybe in the thousands now of the many people and you think where are they now what's going on you know these patriots uh, people from Alex Jones on here uh, I mean like I said the former Prime Minister of Canada came on here uh, 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 it's just uh, you know all all these people, uh, you know, we should already have this righteous army standing by, ready to go. What's going on? We failed someplace, and that's why I think maybe it is with not really, you know, keeping our eyes on, on the Lord only and putting the Lord first. Maybe that's what it is. I don't have to pray upon it, but go ahead and pray us out, brother. Thank you so much. We just need to rely on the, have a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence here, our prayers. So, Yahweh, our Heavenly Father, in the name of Yeshua, we give praise and thanksgiving for the many ways your plan is shaking and waking people up to realize the reality we are facing. Lord, this is your time to take action upon those who say, quote, God is not engaged with his people and does not rule the universe. In fact, he doesn't know what we are doing in secret, end quote. Because nothing could be further from the truth, he does care deeply for all his children. So let us focus on what our Lord is doing while standing with our gospel armor on and watch the magnificence of what is transpiring, waiting with faith on what God has promised to do, ever vigilant vigilant to pray with supplication in spirit and in truth in this time of spiritual warfare, focusing not on fear but on what our Lord and Savior was able to do, the seemingly impossible through the power and faith, the love from God. The Bible teaches us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8, 
says, all the special gifts and powers from God will someday come to an end, but love goes on forever. Someday prophecy, so, yeah, someday prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge, these gifts will disappear. Verse 13 also tells us there are three things that remain, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. So by what this is telling us, there is nothing greater than the power of pure love. And we lift up in this, we lift up our sister Jean Hurtler and ask for a complete healing by your grace, Father. Send your heavenly healing, frequency, and energy and light to her and to all else, everyone else who is in need of it. So thank you, Father, for these gifts many are using to bring us closer together, to unite with one accord, and to see this dispensational time through to its conclusion. We pray for wisdom, understanding, focus, protection, faith, hope, and love. We pray for the cleansing blood of Jesus to wash away our sins and transgressions. And we pray Psalms 91 over our military, Psalms 82 over our courts, and Psalms 75 over our nation and Canada. And God save the republic. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father. All right. What I want to do is real quick here, uh, since Mike, Mike was on here, I'll play something about three minutes here for the militia. Uh, the militia there, the militia community, the three percenters, so play that, I guess. Uh, but that was pretty good, and I pray that Mike feels better. And, uh, yeah, uh, God help us uh, and save the republic, and uh, we'll just keep networking together. There should be no excuse. All our voices have to come together on every single plant, platform that is available out there. We've got to make our voices heard, and th- those are that are in need of hearing our voices of unity and strength have got to come together, and we've got to make our voices known. It's a lawful and peaceful way. It's in the First Amendment, and that's why the First Amendment is the First Amendment, okay? So bring our grievances out there. So let me play this here real quick, and then uh, that'll be it. Forces in the field against the king's tyranny never amounted to more than 3% of the colonists. They were in turn actively supported by perhaps 10% of the population. In addition to these revenaries, or perhaps another 20% who favored their cause, but did little to nothing to support it. Another one-third of the population sided with the king. By the end of the war, there were actually more Americans fighting for the king than there were in the field against him. And the final third, they took no side and blew with the wind and took what came. Three percenters today do not claim that we represent three percent of the American people, although we might. That theory has not yet been tested. We do claim that we represent at least 3% of American gun owners, which is still a healthy number, somewhere in the neighborhood of 3 million people. History, for good or ill, is made by determined minorities. We are one such minority. So too are the current enemies of the Founders' Republic. What remains, then, is the test of will and skill to determine who will shape the future of our nation. Disarm 
will not compromise and will no longer back up at the passage of the next gun control act. Three percenters today say quite explicitly that we will not obey any further circumscription of our traditional liberties and will defend ourselves if attacked. We intend to maintain our God-given natural rights to liberty and property, and that means most especially the right to keep arms. Thus, we are committed to the restoration of the Founders' Republic and are willing to fight, die, and if forced by any would-be oppressor to kill in the defense of ourselves and the Constitution that we took an oath to uphold against enemies foreign and domestic. Good night. Take care. God bless our republic.